welcome to a very special episode of the SAR Fellowship Podcast. Normally, this podcast is pretty much just the audio from the sermons that are preached on a Friday. But this coming Friday, Friday the 3rd of September, we start a brand new sermon series where we are going to walk through Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. And we're going to take some time today to kind of introduce that, a little bit of the culture, the context, so that as we get to some of these really practical, clear, do this, don't do this, as we get to some of the examples and the applications that Paul uses in his letter, we've got a little bit of background information that helps us to understand what is going on. N.T. Wright wrote about Paul's letter first letter to the Corinthians and he said that we watch in a way that we cannot do with any of Paul's other churches as a community comes to terms with what it meant to be Messiah people in a world full of challenges and questions. Now if that is not you and me at the moment in principle, I know we are not the Corinthians, we are not trying to be the Corinthians, we're not trying to replicate to the last iota the conditions that they were living in so that the text will speak to us with greater clarity. But bigger picture, in principle, if we are not a community coming to terms with what it means to be Messiah people, Christians, living in a world of challenges and questions, then I don't know what we are at the moment. So Paul is writing to this church, this Jesus-following community in Corinth. And there is very little scholarly doubt that Paul authored this uh, letter. He Spent time in Corinth himself. You can read about that in Acts chapter 18. And this was probably around the year AD 51. So we're quite close to this being written 2,000 years ago. Paul meets a couple of people in Corinth who had left Rome when Jews were expelled from the city. The people that he met, Aquila and Priscilla, they were tent makers. They literally made tents as their business. And Paul did the same. We don't read of him preaching to them, sharing the good news with them in Scripture. So it's a fairly logical assumption, given the context of the book of Acts, that they were already believers. So Paul has a spiritual connection with them. He has a vocational connection with them. They do the same kind of work. So there was a very natural relationship already there. And Paul, as, as he used to do, as we read about in Acts quite a few times, if you're working through Acts with us day by day in our morning devotional, we're going to get there. Paul arrives in a place, goes to the synagogue, he takes part in the service, and he speaks about Jesus being the Messiah. And when he was asked not to come back, let's say, he finds this community of people who really believe what he's saying. And they come together as a church community, as, as, as a Christian group, as, as we would call it. 
And they're in this city, Corinth, in Greece. And at this time, 2,000 years ago, the city of Corinth had a really strong reputation for being very worldly, vulgar even, and they were very materialistic. Uh, it's a place often linked with wealth and immorality. Uh, if you read around this place and around this time period, when people are referring to prostitutes, they're often referred to as Corinthian girls. Uh, there was a, 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 a verb coined, a phrase coined, uh, Corinthia tsomai. And that verb, that phrase, refers to sleeping around. Fornications, sometimes we read in scripture. And lots of this immorality was focused around the temple of Aphrodite and the thousand, the 1,000 temple prostitutes that were there attached to it. And there was a proverb in this place and at this time that not every man should go to Corinth because it was such a worldly, fleshly, immoral place. Not everybody should go there. In about the year 146 BC, uh, it was destroyed as a city, as a place, because it revolted against Roman rule. Just a few columns in temples remained. You know, picture a, a trashed Greek ancient city, a couple of columns here, knockdown building there. That was what Corinth looked like. About 100 years later, it was reestablished, rebuilt. Uh, Julius Caesar refounded it as a Roman colony. Uh, and it became the governmental seat for the region, kind of like the state capital, let's say. And uh, from that place, Paul would be allowed later on in his journey to proclaim the gospel. So Paul knew of Corinth before he wrote this letter. He'd been there himself. He'd spent time there himself. It established and helped to establish the church of God there in Corinth. And he wrote a letter to the Christians in Corinth whilst he was in Ephesus. It's possible to kind of piece together a, a bit of a timeline uh, of events uh, as to how this letter came about. So Paul went there around A.D. 51 and uh, he stayed there for a about a year, a year and a half, set sail to Ephesus on the way to Jerusalem. Whilst he was going on, he sent back to Corinth a guy named Apollos. Apollos goes to Corinth. Paul returns to Ephesus on another journey uh, in around AD 53. And he's there for a couple of years. And somebody wrote a letter to Paul about some stuff that was going on. Probably during this period, Paul wrote to them. Uh, there's a letter mentioned, referenced in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. If you've got a Bible there, just open it up and read it with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, uh, tells us, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. So Paul's already written to them before 
the letter that we know as 1 Corinthians. And the only conclusion here is that this letter was lost, not preserved as scripture as 1 and 2 Corinthians were. Uh, somebody comes and tells him, look, things are really not going well there. And then people come to him and they bring him some questions, some, uh, some difficulties that the church is going through. They're trying to live this new Christian life in a world that is changing in this very, yeah, let's say hostile environment, an environment that's not built for Christian community. But they're doing the best to live their Christian lives day by day in the midst of that. So Paul then writes a letter that we know as 1 Corinthians to them in around AD 54-55 to address these matters. And as we move through 1 Corinthians, it will become really clear and really apparent when he is answering a specific question and when he is giving just a, a body of teaching that he felt they needed to know that was not in response to a specific question. He then visits them again uh, in his later letter to them, 2 Corinthians, he refers to this as the painful visit. He's turned up and he's obviously led down the law, made some tough decisions and, 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 and told them some tough truths. Rego returns to Ephesus, goes back to Ephesus, and sent a letter which grieved him deeply to write because of the because of the nature of it, because of the things that Paul needed to say to them. If you've got your Bible still open there, if you go forward a couple of pages to 2 Corinthians, which we'll get to in good time. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, tells us, Even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I see that the letter grieved you, that only for a while... There's some problems in Ephesus. Uh, Paul leaves and uh, he's carrying on to Macedonia, another region of Greece. Uh, meets up with Titus, brings, who brings good news to Paul about how stuff's going uh, at the church in Corinth. And then Paul writes the letter that we know as 2 Corinthians to follow up. Uh, and then he visits them again uh, a little bit later, probably AD 56. Or 57. So we've got this group of new believers living in a really wealthy, materialistic, immoral place. Uh, again, Corinth was, was really important geographically because of, uh, it, it was good for trade and goods uh, being taken through Corinth to avoid a, a much longer journey. So it was a city of trade, lots of ideas uh, coming together. And uh, again, it essentially, it was a byword. It was a, it was very heavily associated with uh, immorality. Very cosmopolitan, quite an important city. Uh, very materialistic, very wealthy. Not the ideal place for this new group of believers to really build their new Christian lives day by day. But because of all those things, it was hard for them. But it also became a very important place from which the gospel could be spread because of the things that made it difficult for them to be there. The trade, 
the constant coming and going of people, the geographical location. So it was really important for this group of believers to get things right and to be doing things right. So the same things that made it difficult for them also made it a wonderful opportunity to them. And as we move through this letter together week by week, again, we, we know that we are not the Corinthians. We don't need to try and replicate the particulars of what is going on, but we definitely want to take the principles. We know that some of the specifics are going to be different, but the kind of situations, the circumstances in which they were trying to establish and live their Christian life will be very, very helpful for us. This is a group of believers trying to live the Christian life in an environment that was constantly changing, where there was lots of uncertainty for them. And Paul writes this letter to guide them how to live their Christian life day by day in the midst of this ever-changing world. So bigger picture, 1 Corinthians is a great letter, a great piece of scripture for us to be working through as a church as we are trying to do the same. You know, things are changing so often for us. And maybe, if we're honest, maybe last year, lots of people's Christian life, faith life, was put on pause. Stuff that people should be doing wasn't done. Stuff that people shouldn't be doing was done. And now lots of people have come to accept that this is how life is going to be for the moment. So we kind of need a bit of a reboot. We need to re-examine what our Christian life should look like day by day in the midst of these trials and tribulations and these difficulties that we're all living in and through at the moment. So again, I think 1 Corinthians is going to be a great letter for us to look through, to work through together as a church in this place and at this time. The messages are going to be live every Friday at sarfellowship.com and on YouTube. We would love to see you at one of our in-person Friday gatherings. We would love you to be praying that the specific guidelines for legal and licensed churches here in Bahrain, of which Sar Fellowship is, we would love you to be praying that the specific guidelines for churches would be amended to reflect the current national guidelines because that will give us much more flexibility to organize services that looked like they did in pre-COVID times. Until then, we would love to see you. We've got probably four or five groups meeting around the country every Friday where you can gather in person. There'll be worship in person because you're in a group. There'll be one central teaching for the church to engage with at live at 10 every week. And then it's on this podcast a couple of days later if you miss it that particular week. But we would love you to be with other people if you want to be with other people. I'm absolutely convinced that 1 Corinthians is going to be a great text for us to work through these next few weeks. I'm really looking forward to diving into it, to teaching it, to working through it uh, as the pastor of the church, but also as a as just a, a believer as well, as a husband, as a dad, as a believer. It's very clear. It's very practical. Uh, and at the heart of it, 
as with all scripture, as with everything that Paul writes, at the heart of it is the crucified and risen Jesus that allows us to live this wonderful Christian life. We know, don't we, that without a crucified and risen Savior, we wouldn't be living this life in this community together. So 1 Corinthians is sure to be a great journey for us. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope to see you on Friday. God bless. 